Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode, uh, welcome back to episode 55 of Beats House with your host here, Justin Everett. Got another great show for Friday to end the week for you guys. As you know, uh, if you've been following the show for a little while, uh, the Friday show, end of the week, is uh, dedicated to giving out picks for, you know, the NFL uh, uh, week coming up and college football week coming up. So have five picks for the NFL as well as five picks for college football. Uh, one good one going, you know, tonight in college football as well. Uh, and a, re- a little bit of a recap, you know, for, you know, NBA Thursday, you know, last night. Only two matchups between uh, Golden State Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Miami Heat and Brooklyn Nets. So a little bit of a recap for that. Um, and then, uh, you know, getting right into the picture, you know, NFL and college football. So uh, before we jump into that, you know, let's uh, um, quick give out a quick reminder, if you haven't already, to head over to Apple or Spotify and drop a quick rating, uh, review and subscribe uh, to the show. I've been doing really well here, you know, beat the house, um, especially for the month of, uh, you know, November, you know, a couple of weeks coming, a couple of weeks left, you know, in the month here, uh, with Thanksgiving around the corner. So we want to look to close the month out strong and continue to, you know, stack, you know, winning weeks, winning days and have another profitable month here at beat the house. So, if you haven't already, go ahead and head over to Apple and Spotify and drop a rating or review and subscribe to the show. Uh, five star ratings are greatly appreciated. And if you have already, uh, means a lot. And I thank you. Um, uh, so let's jump right into the show. Uh, going back to last night in the NBA, um, we had one best bet, even though there's only two games, uh, last night, uh, didn't get, you know, didn't get to the counter with the winner there. And we were on the net at plus four, you know, over the heat. And they ended up losing by seven, 115 to 122. And it looked like they were going to make a little bit of a run there to, you know, to get within the number. Um, they had a, um, a, a chance at the end of the game there, uh, to get through the back door. Um, the Nets had the last, you know, one of the last possessions and they had an opportunity to take a three, but, you know, they inbounded the ball to De'Ron Sharp and, he just threw up some wild stuff and uh, didn't go in, so ended up losing that game. Um, you know, the um, the I expected the Nets defense to be a little bit better than it was last night, giving up 122 points. And I only projected them to give up around 115 or 114. Um, you know, but credit to the Nets for sh- scrapping back and uh, and fighting back, but uh, it just wasn't enough to get a winner there and the Warriors, um, and the Thunder, uh, Warriors, they continue to struggle, uh, especially offensively, uh, without Steph Curry. You know, he missed his second straight game due to a knee soreness and Draymond Green also started his, uh, five game suspension there serving the first one sitting out against Oklahoma City and Oklahoma City gets the win 128 to 109. Um, they, you know, look like a legit playoff team this year. Uh, hopefully everybody can stay healthy. Uh, right now they're a top 10 team. Um, they uh, have the 13th best adjusted offensive efficiency rating, uh, the ninth best adjusted defensive efficiency rating while facing the 12th hardest strength of schedule. So, you know, I'm really, you know, like what I see out of this Thunder team so far. I got a lot of, you know, young talent that fits well and plays well with each other, you know, with Shea Gigas, Alexander, 
um, who's starting to become a household name with the more games played and the more times that they play on in a national television spot. But guys like Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, um, uh, Chet Holmgren back healthy, you know, adds a lot to their defense. Is also very versatile on the offensive side of things. You know, uh, Lou Dort, a great, you know, defensive player that can occasionally, you know, knock down some shots. Um, and, you know, they're coached well and they play hard. So, uh, as long as they stay healthy, you know, I, I expect them to make the playoffs and remain and, and remain a top 10 team in the league. So, uh, let's move over to the association tonight. Got 11 game card. Uh, not that many great matchups from the standpoint of how I'm, you know, looking and trying to, you know, find handy games and, uh, and find, uh, you know, um, profitable spots to, to back, but was able to find one and going to go to the Celtics and Raptors game. And I'm going to look to back the Celtics currently laying seven and a half total set at 223. Um, Jalen Brown and Christoph Porzingis are, you know, currently questionable for this game. You know, they missed their last game against the Sixers, but they were still able to get a 10 point win on the road against one of the better teams in the league in Philly on their home court. Um, so I would, you know, I'm playing the Celtics here and I would play them, you know, now, um, you know, my numbers made this line, you know, 8.35 in favor of Boston. So it's moving closer to my number here. So I would play it now. Now I expect, you know, either one or both of uh, Brown or Prozingis to be in the lineup tonight. Uh, as it's already moved uh, a full point from the opener of, you know, six and a half. And going up against this Toronto team, you know, they have the ninth, the ninth worst adjusted offensive rating while facing the sixth toughest defensive schedule. And it doesn't get any easier tonight facing the Celtics, who, you know, rank you know, number one in offensive rating, number one in defensive efficiency rating while facing the third toughest schedule. So, um, whether, uh, whether, uh, Brown or Prozingis is in, you know, for this game, I think that, you know, the Celtics have enough again to get by, you know, a Raptors team that just doesn't have the personnel to keep up with them offensively and their defense, you know, uh, maybe a little bit overrated as well. You know, as they, you know, gave up, you know, 115 plus points to a Milwaukee team that was, you know, without Giannis Antetokounmpo and they allowed Dame Lillard, you know, to go off for 37 points. So, um, like I said, my number, you know, makes this, you know, makes this line, you know, 8.35 in favor of Boston. So to me, it's playable, you know, uh, Boston is playable up to eight. And, you know, I would grab it now as it's already moved, you know, uh, a point and, you know, probably, you know, not probably, but will definitely move, you know, closer to eight or even, you know, go past eight, you know, if and when, you know, Jalen Brown, Christopher Zingas are, you know, a ruled in or, you know, one of the other are ruled in, especially if both are ruled in. So I would play Boston, you know, tonight. I would play Boston right now for tonight uh, over the Raptors currently, you know, laying seven and a half. Uh, that's the only play that I have for tonight in the association. So let's quickly move over to, you know, the NFL card, you know, have five best bets. And these are the official plays, uh, for the Circa Millions contest as well. You know, last week went three and two. So hopefully we can have another profitable week, you know, with these, uh, with these, this weekend's picks. So 
Let's get right into it. And I'm going with the Texans minus five over the Cardinals. Um, the Cardinals, you know, they were able to get a win in Kyler Murray's return over the Falcons last week, you know, um, from his, uh, AC, uh, Achilles tear or ACL tear. Uh, but this is a, a big step up in class facing the Houston Texans. They ranked, you know, 11th in uh, DVOA overall while being, uh, having the second best, uh, passing DVOA. And they're going up against the Cardinals who rank, you know, 30th and pass DVOA on defense. So over the last five games, you know, CJ Stroud, he's averaging over 282. He's averaging 282.8 yards per game. And for the season, he's, you know, has the, he has the best uh, passing yards per game at 291. He also has a great, you know, touchdown to interception ratio over the last five games with a nine to two uh, ratio. And he's the clear runaway for the offensive rookie of the year. Um, but he's also entered, you know, the MVP conversations, you know, on a few shows, a few outlets, you know, that we're discussing. Is he worthy of, of, of that award and potentially taking home, you know, two awards in the MVP and the offensive rookie of the year? Um, you know, I'm one, if you listen to the show throughout the week, uh, to jump on CJ Stroud to win MVP, I gave it out at 30 to one over at DraftKings or 35 to one over at DraftKings. Um, but he's currently, you know, 25 to one now at DraftKings. So, um, they have the, uh, the, they have a, the easiest remaining schedule and my numbers, you know, made this line, you know, 5.62 in uh, favor of Houston. So, to me, uh, Houston is playable up to five and a half. It's at five right now. So I would grab Houston, uh, minus five over the Cardinals for the first official play of, uh, week 11 here in the NFL. Uh, next game on the card, I'm going with the Packers plus three over the Chargers. Um, the Chargers pass defense ranks 25th, um, giving up, you know, 291.2 yards per game, you know, which is did last in the league. So. No, Jordan Love has had some up and down moments, but he should be able to take advantage of this defense, especially when it comes to the pass, especially having a weapon, their best weapon on the field in Aaron Jones, who opens up the running game as well as the passing game. So uh, I'm looking for Jordan Love and this Packer offense to exploit this Charger defense and, you know, possibly, you know, uh, help, you know, Brandon Staley to be the next coach of fired, you know, as he had a defensive reputation, you know, once he, when he was first hired, you know, for this Chargers job. Um, but the Chargers defense has not been anything, uh, north of great, you know, since he's, you know, been the head coach there. And currently, you know, this is also a play against the public as, you know, the Chargers, uh, they're currently getting, you know, 76% of the ticket count, but just 66% of the money. But the line is moving, you know, towards the Packers a little bit here. So have a little bit of a reverse line movement, you know, in, in favor of the Packers while, um, there's an opportunity and the edge there for Jordan Love and the passing attack of the Packers to take advantage of the Chargers defense. And it's also uh, a West Coast team, uh, traveling to play an early game on the East Coast, uh, and in Green Bay. So weather could also play a factor for a team like the Chargers who's, you know, not comfortable playing in uh, extreme, you know, uh, weather conditions as it could potentially be playing in Green Bay. Uh, playing in Green Bay, so uh, second official play on the card. Give me the Packers plus three over the Chargers. Uh, next game on the card, going with Titans plus seven over the Jaguars. 
And over the last, you know, three games that Will Levis has started, you know, for Tennessee, he's given this franchise some hope in him being, you know, the franchise quarterback. He's had some good moments. He has some okay moments and some and some down moments. He's coming off of a down moment last week, uh, taking a loss there. But he overall, he's played some uh, some good football, and especially you know what was better, you know what's been better than what they had in there uh, before him at Ryan Tannehill or uh, Malik Willis. And over the last uh, few starts or so for Will Levis, he's averaging 222.6 yards per game with a, a pretty even you know touchdown interception ratio. Four TDs to four picks, um, and the Jaguars. Um, you know they've been a favorite. You know this was the biggest factor for me in this matchup. The Jaguars this year they've been a favorite five times. Now they're four and one against the spread in those five games, but they were laying an average line of just four point one points. Now in this particular in this matchup they're laying you know seven points. So. They're laying in this matchup. They're laying more than what they've been accustomed to laying when they've been a favorite this year. So I think the value is with Tennessee Titans. Um, the Jaguars offense has struggled a little bit. Uh, both defenses should should have the edge here. So in a divisional matchup like this, um, with the Jaguars team that's laying more than what they've been accustomed to laying on average when they've been a favorite this year, give me the Tennessee Titans plus seven to stay with, well within the number here. Now my line, you know, my numbers have made this line more so of a pick em game. So, you know, give me, you know, there's a lot of value in grabbing Tennessee with with seven here. So I'll take the points. And you can pos- you can also look to play, you know, a, a little bit on, with Tennessee on the money line. So uh, give me the Titans plus seven over the Jaguars. Uh, next game on the card, going with the Rams plus one over the Seahawks. Now uh, the Rams, they're six and four straight up. Over the Seahawks over the last 10 matchups and even better, you know, over the last five matchups, the Rams are three and two straight up and they've covered every single game over the last five games going five and ATS uh, over the Seahawks. So in this another divisional matchup, the Rams have been, you know, the team that has, you know, owned this matchup and even going back to I believe it was week one, um, the Rams won by 17 points as a four point underdog over the Seahawks 30 to 13. And they didn't have Cooper Cup in that game. And that was pretty much an introduction, you know, to Puka Nakua, who is, you know, the second favorite, you know, to win offensive rookie of the year behind CJ Stroud. So they'll have uh, both of their top uh, wide receivers, you know, on the field available to play. But then they also get back Matt Stafford this week, you know, from injury. So, you know, I like the Rams here. They're only a, a plus one. So, Anytime that you see a, a dog, you know, getting three points or less, you got to be able to, you know, like them to win the game outright. And given how the Rams have dominated this matchup with the Seahawks, especially over the last 10, but even stronger over the last five, I'm going to take the Rams again to get the sweep uh, over the Seahawks, you know, this year. This will be the second time facing them. And uh, so give me the Rams plus one over Seattle. Uh, next game on the card. Um Going with the Vikings plus two and a half over the Broncos. Now the season was expected to be over, you know, for the Vikings once they lost Kirk Cousins with his injury uh, being out for the season. But you know, they made the trade for Josh Dobbs, and you know, they've pretty much not skipped a beat. You know, since he's been able uh, to to uh, enter the lineup as uh, the starting quarterback, it was pretty you know wild how he how he entered it. But ever since he's been in the um, been able to 
and play for Minnesota, they've got they've gotten wins while, you know, still, you know, looking like the team that they were before Kirk Cousins went down. Um, you know, Josh Dobbs is coming off a great performance against a really uh, a really good Saints defense that ranks 12th in defensive DVOA and 11th best against the pass. And he was able to put up 268 yards while completing 67% of his passes. And now he'll get to go up against a, a Broncos defense. Um, even though they've been better, you know, the last few weeks overall, they still rank dead last in defensive DVOA. So I think the Vikings have the edge here, uh, with their offense facing, uh, Denver's defense and with Minnesota's defense facing, uh, the Broncos offense and they're getting two and a half points. So this is a little bit of a public play on Minnesota. Uh, but my numbers project, you know, Minnesota to be the favorite by 2.43 points. So. I'm going to grab the points with Minnesota and then also look to play a little bit on the Vikings on the money line. So that'll be the official card, you know, for the NFL going with the Vikings plus two and a half over the Broncos Rams plus one over the Seahawks Titans plus seven over the Jags Packers plus three over the Chargers and Texans minus five over the Cardinals. Uh, so let's move over to college football uh, week 12. Also coming off a, a very profitable week last week, going three and two. Um, so let's get right into it for this week. And hopefully we have another profitable week in college football as well. And the first official pick for college football, uh, week 12, uh, game starts, you know, tonight, um, with Colorado plus four and a half over Washington state. Um, Colorado, they're currently on a four game, uh, straight up losing streak. But they've been very competitive this year, uh, especially during these games that they've lost, uh, for the, for the season. They're six, three and one against the spread. And three of the last four games that they've lost, uh, have been, you know, within one possession. Even going back to last week, I was back in Colorado last week when they got 10 and a half, uh, over Arizona. And, you know, Arizona was, you know, one by three kicking, kicking a, a game winning field goal at the end, you know, and, Colorado, you know, had they, you know, made some better decisions down the stretch, they possibly could have won that game. So I think this is another same scenario here. So I'm expecting Colorado to be, you know, competitive again and stay within this number, haven't given themselves a chance to win as they're still looking to become bowl eligible with two games left, you know, against, you know, Washington State and the following week will be, they'll be facing Utah and uh, Shador Sanders, even though he's had you know, probably one of the worst offensive lines protecting him. Uh, he's putting up great numbers overall this year, but over the last five games, he's averaging 272 yards per game, uh, and an, an exceptional, you know, 11 to one touchdown to interception ratio. So he should be able to, you know, to move the ball against this Washington State defense that currently ranks 112th in passing yards allowed. And, you know, my numbers again, you know, a lot like last week has made this line. Um, you know, a, a 0 0.65, um, instead of, you know, a four and a half line. So for me, I see this game like right around a, a pick em as well. Um, so I'll grab the points with Colorado with four and a half, but also look to play a little bit on the, on the money line, you know, back in the bus as they look to come one game closer to becoming bowl eligible. So give me Colorado tonight for Friday night, uh, plus four and a half over Washington State. Uh, next game on the card, going to move to Saturday. 
going with Tennessee plus 10 over Georgia. Now, last week, you know, I backed Ole Miss getting 11 points going up against Georgia, and it did not pay off so well as that game. You know, Georgia got it over with pretty quickly, winning 52-17. to But I'm doubling down this week, going against Georgia land, you know, double digits on the road this time against, you know, uh, Tennessee, uh, who's a little bit more of a tougher team. Um, Tennessee is 6-4 and four against the spread. And the public market, they're all over Georgia. Georgia's currently getting, you know, more than 80% of the ticket count and the money. And, you know, Tennessee, you know, they should have their opportunities to move the ball, you know, on the ground, you know, as they average 5.6 yards per carry against this Georgia defense. You know, my numbers made this uh, um, a much more, you know, closer game. Uh, Georgia's still favored to win, but only by 1.73 points. So I'm grabbing the points again, going, you know, against the number one team in the country in Georgia, who, you know, pretty much hasn't lost a game in over two years. But I think this is a much tougher matchup than it was last week against Ole Miss. You know, Tennessee's coming off getting embarrassed by Missouri, while, you know, Georgia has embarrassed Ole Miss. But you know, I'm going against the public. I'm going against the public this week. And, you know, I'm looking for a much, you know, closer game and a bounce back performance from Tennessee. Give me Tennessee plus 10 over Georgia. Uh, next game on the card, staying in the SEC, going with South Carolina plus one over Kentucky. Now, Kentucky, they've dominated this matchup over the last 10, uh, going seven and three straight up and eight and two against the spread. But I like this spot, you know, this year for South Carolina to put an end to that run and, uh, you know, look to get a win here. Um, you know, over the last five, <coughs> excuse me, over the last five games, uh, for South Carolina quarterback Spencer Rattler. He's averaging 291 yards per game, has a great touchdown to interception ratio with 10 to 4. And Kentucky's pass defense ranks 92nd in yards per game and 123rd in completion percentage allowed to opposing quarterbacks. So, uh, Rattler should be able to take advantage, you know, of this Kentucky defense and look to get the Gamecocks a win and end that run that Kentucky's on against them. And my numbers, you know, made South Carolina the favorite by 4.2 points. So I look to grab, you know, the point. You may be, find a, be able to find a point and a half. But the bigger play would be, you know, South Carolina on the money line here. As I like them to get, I don't know if you could really call it an upset when the line's only one, one and a half points. So, but when they've been dominated, been dominated like they've had over the last 10 matchups, I guess you can't call it an upset. So give me South Carolina plus one over Kentucky. Uh, next game on the card, I'm going with Houston plus six and a half over Oklahoma State. You know, both teams offenses, they should have the advantage against uh, the opposing team's defenses uh, as Houston's defense ranks 103rd in the country. But Oklahoma State's defense ranks even worse at 122nd in the country. So this can come down to you know, whoever has the ball last wins, as I expect, you know, both offenses to take advantage of the defense. And this is also a, a strong play against the public with, you know, 75% of the ticket count, you know, back in Oklahoma State, but just 54% of the money is on Oklahoma State. But the line is moving towards Houston. Uh, so we have some reverse line movement, you know, in this game in, in Houston's favor. And, you know, my numbers made this line, you know, 2.82. Uh, so grab the points with Houston, getting six and a half. And, 
Um, you know, that will be, you know, my official play in that game. Houston plus six and a half over Oklahoma State. And the last game on the card, I'm going with the home team, UNLV plus three over Air Force. Now, both teams come into this game eight and two straight up, but UNLV, they're one of, they're the best cover team, one of the best cover teams in the country at nine and one against the spread. And, you know, they have an average margin of victory of 12.1 points and they're exceeding, you know, uh, expectations by 11.7 points. So even though both teams have the same record, I think UNLV is the, uh, is the, is the slightly better team. You know, my numbers have UNLV getting the win here by 1.84 points. So grab the points, you know, with the Rebels and, you know, look to play them on the money line to get past Air Force. So that's my five official picks for college football going with UNLV plus three over Air Force, Houston plus six and a half over Oklahoma State, South Carolina plus one over Kentucky. Uh, Tennessee plus 10 over Georgia and Colorado starts tonight, Friday night, uh, in the Pac 12, uh, in, you know, last year of the Pac 12, Colorado plus four and a half over Washington. So that's going to wrap up the show, guys. Have five official picks in college football, five official picks in the NFL, also a best bet tonight in the NBA. Um, you can also tune into my action page. Or my Twitter page, your smooth underscore 702 on Twitter. Same name, you know, for the, uh, for my action page. If you want to follow me for my, you know, NBA bets over the weekend for Saturday or Sunday, NBA is off to a really great start, even though we took a loss last night, lost two in a row, but overall for the season, sitting at 18 and 12, uh, which were, you know, right at 60%. So, uh, can't really complain about that, but going to look to get on track tonight in the NBA with the winner uh, with the Celtics minus seven and a half over the Raptors. And let's look to keep it going. So with that being said, we're going to wish you guys best of luck. If you're following or telling, let's cash some tickets and have another a successful, profitable weekend in the NFL, college football and the NBA. And, you know, I will catch up with you guys next week on Monday.